Welcome back, everybody. This is It's Not You, It's the System, a podcast for getting self-blame, messy family stuff, and internalized depression out of the way so you can make the impact that you are here to make. As you know, I'm Lauren. I'm an anti-capitalist coach and comm strategist. I work mostly with folks from non-traditional political candidates and grassroots campaigns to heart-centered small business owners and just everyday activists and organizers doing cool shit. And today I am with two of my favorite people ever. If you know me, you already know them. However, we will have them introduce themselves. We have Tristan Katz and Brooke Monahan here. And all of us are eating and drinking throughout this podcast. So Tristan, I just saw you take a bite, but if you're ready, I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Happy to chime in mid-burrito. Tristan, they, he, pronouns. I was just about to do like, for those who aren't familiar with multiple pronouns, because I was just in teaching mode, but I'm not going to ah. I am an, an equity inclusion facilitator. I teach, teach on gender and trans awareness. And then I also teach what I'm currently calling conscious marketing or justice-focused marketing. There's lots of language for this, but essentially it's marketing and branding from a justice and equity-centered perspective. And I'm writing a book on that right now. It's like, I'm actually, I'm writing it. It's happening. So that is very exciting. Stay tuned world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was going to say, if you don't call yourself an author, I'm going to say it for you. So, <laughs> and Brooke, would you like to introduce yourself? To sure. People? My name is Brooke Monahan. There is a G in my last name, but it is Monahan. I use she and her pronouns. I'm leaning into recently the title of I'm a trusted advisor for mm. business owners, specifically business owners who are concerned with uh, doing business in a way that's really aligned with their values. But also I'm realizing more and more, I really like working with business owners who are like really hyper interested in like kind of weird niche things. People who feel like what they're, th what they're interested in is like, quote unquote, not that important. I'm like, oh, mm. please, let's like lean way into that because that's the stuff that we need. It makes the world so much yes. more beautiful. Um, yeah, and I'm really excited to be here and I'm really excited to read Tristan's book. <laughs> me too, me too. And I, I feel like I don't need to say this, but I also do that I've continued to learn so much from the two of you and our text chain is one of my favorite things on my phone, even though I hate my phone lately. And that kind of gets us into our topic for today. We've been saying for a while, we need to record an episode with the three of us about Instagram, our relationships with it. And before we hit record, we were all saying like, our relationship with the app tends to change every single day, depending on what's happening. And as folks listening know, if they've listened to other episodes, I am currently just off Instagram. I have one, I'm leaving it up. I didn't delete it, but I am taking an indefinite break for the time being, at least who knows, maybe I'll change my mind. And I know the two of you have had your own journeys with it. So maybe we can just go around and each share what our historical relationship has been <laughs> with Instagram and maybe just tech in general, if that comes up, and also where you are today. So Tristan, would you like to get us started? Sure. It's funny because just a couple months ago, somebody messaged me and was like, it seems like everybody's jumping ship. Like, is it, are you jumping ship? Are we all getting off Instagram? And my response at the time was, no, I'm having a lot of fun on the app still. And I really like it. And it works for me. And 
I mean, that's a big part of what I say when I teach marketing stuff is like, do what works for you. I don't think we are obligated to be in any particular space when it comes to growing our work. And by the way, it's not going to work if you're doing it out of obligation. Hashtag sustainable visibility. Thanks to Brooke. And I don't know the podcast guest name, but that conversation was so good. It was May Kay saying. Such a good conversation. Shout out to Brooke's podcast. But currently I'm at a interesting crossroads and this started, I think at the end of 2022, when somebody essentially privately, but not to me, to other people I know accused me of plagiarism. And just for the record, I don't steal other people's work and that's not who I am. That's not what I do. And if anybody knows me, they already know that about me. But having an accusation like that floating around somewhere really scared the crap out of me and made me think that I could, quote, lose everything in my business and with what I've built. And I just, I think I bring that in because shit is definitely scary when it comes to Instagram in a whole lot of different ways. You know, we don't have ownership. Um, over the contact information we have there. We don't have ownership over our community or audience or whatever you want to call it. We don't even have ownership over the content. Like we could lose access to our profiles at any time for a whole slew of reasons. And so having that experience, first of all, was like super dysregulating for me for an extended period of time, as you both know, and really made me pause to question my relationship with the app, how much time I spend on the app, how much I've invested in like my energetic investment in the app as if suddenly my brain was like, oh, it's everything. Like that was just a really interesting narrative to notice. And so while I am still having fun with it and it does still work with for me, I'm also trying to decenter it as everything. And I'm trying to build my newsletter list and my Patreon and continue building relationships and um, trying to exercise clearer boundaries in terms of how much time I spend on the app and how I conceptualize of the app. I'm trying to look at it as like, this is a work space and work task, which means I engage with it during work hours, not at 9 p.m. when I'm trying to downregulate and watch ridiculous television or whatever it is. So I'm in a place of like, inquiry and and still fear to be honest because like it just is and I always say like to me it is a good place to be because it's where the people are spending their time but how do we spend our time there or invest in energy in relationship to the app while also knowing that it's designed to to make us addicted and I want to be a part of that conversation like understanding the nuances while also claiming our agency Yeah. So I'll just pause there. Multiple truths, both. And, and also Tristan, if you were like, I'm not afraid anymore. I think that was really weird because all this happened maybe 30 days ago. Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't that long ago. Yeah. 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 And uh, by the way, for anyone listening, I'm going to link all the newsletters, Patreon stuff. Also, I need to join Tristan's Patreon. This is a good reminder that will all be in the show notes. So as we go, just know the links will be there. Okay. Brooke, I would love to know about your past and current relationship with Instagram. Yeah. So much of what Tristan said, I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, been there, been there, been there, minus the accusations and the that fear stuff, which I think is important to acknowledge because that's like big stuff. 
So I kind of started, initially started my business very heavily on Instagram. And I never used Instagram before I started my business. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, this is, a, it was actually because I didn't want to start putting myself out there in front of a bunch of people that I knew in my life up to that point, because it felt weird, honestly. So I was like, let me start a new account on a different platform and like, feel like I can show up just like fresh as like who I want to show up as for my business. And I loved it for a little while. And then I very, and then I noticed that it was getting like really out of hand, meaning it's very difficult for me once I pick up my phone and I start doing anything on Instagram to stop. I can say, I'm going to put up a quick post. No, I'm not. And when I do put up a, a post, not only does it take me forever to get to the point that I do it, it also then for the rest of the day, I was noticing like the amount of time that I was spending going back and like checking on how it did and like gauging all of that. There was also a ton of comparison stuff that was happening for me. And anyways, in 2020, what year? 2021, 2022, a good part of 2022, but mostly I think it started in 2021 was when I was like, okay, I am going to actively rework my marketing to no longer feel reliant on Instagram because I cannot have a business where I feel like the only way to market my work is to compromise my mental health in this way. And it was clear that it was an issue for my mental health. And so I did that for probably like I don't know, a good year. Not that I wasn't on it. I was on it, but I would like take breaks and I definitely wasn't consistent with it. And if I posted anything, it was kind of because I like, I actually at one point did like a six month experiment where I was like, had my VA helping me like to market on there in a certain way where I didn't have to go on and actually put the posts up to see if I could manage it that way. It didn't do anything for me. And I was like, cool, now I know. Like now I know that I don't, gaming it in that way is not working for me. So I don't even need to worry about that. And I kind of, I feel like I kind of spent like last year, maybe a little bit of the year before getting myself to a point where I no longer feel like I know I'm going to be okay without Instagram. With that being said, lately, recently, I kind of like got back into it, which is so strange. And when we talked about talking about this, I was kind of like giggling because I feel like, Tristan, you were always the person I knew who was like, I love Instagram and Instagram works for me. And I was like, fuck Instagram. Like I railed against that app for so long. And then like, there was a point where like, I of the three of us, I was the only person on it. And I was like, where are my friends? Like well, I, my friends aren't seeing. And I was realizing like, I have to send pictures of my dogs to them in the text, of my dog to them in the text thread. Cause they're not gonna see it on my stories. Like that kind of thing. Anyways. I think that what happened for me is, and this is like something that I have so much to say on, so I'm gonna like try to keep it brief for right here, but what happened for me was I needed to go through a process of realizing that I didn't need to be on it, but if I wanted to use it intentionally, um, I could 
tap into that platform. And like I was I was launch, doing a beta test for a product and I knew that the people who were ideal for that product were the people who were on Instagram. And I knew they're watching these other people's content that I feel is steering them wrong. And I knew they were scrolling and I knew they were thinking about what they were gonna do, but they weren't taking action. And I was like, you know what? I want my shit to like stop their scroll. And I was able to come at it a little bit more intentionally. Now with that, there's been like a whole bunch of other stuff in there where it's like, okay, how am I managing my time? How much time am I spending scrolling? Am I picking up my phone to actually do a thing versus am I picking up my phone because I'm like, I'm uncomfortable right now and this is gonna soothe me. That goes into that. And also I, I wanna be very intentional when I say like, I don't know, I think I got to a point where I was like, okay, I gotta get my shit together a little bit because if I wanna use this platform to strategically grow something, then I need to start to get curious about why I have decided that like if Instagram is in my life, everything's gonna unravel the way that it did before. Like, can I start to explore how I can have healthier boundaries while also acknowledging that it is not my fault if I don't, because I don't have the kind of resources that Instagram has to try to hook me into whatever the fuck they have going on there. Like, I don't have power over that. So it's very murky and I'm gonna stop there because I could just go on for the next three hours. Well, that's why we're recording this because I think yeah. all three of us could go on and on. And it's, you know, sometimes I find myself zooming out anytime I have a conversation about Instagram or I see someone else and I'm like, it, it's funny how much time we spend thinking about this app, even when we're not on it. And the fact that my episode about quitting Instagram, I actually have two episodes, got so much traction. I, it tells me that this is on people's minds. It is really embedded in everyone's everyday lives. I mean, even though I'm off of it, sometimes if I hear about somebody like right now I'm doing this campaign work. And if I want to look up who somebody is, of course I Google them and look up their website, but I also look at their Instagram page in incognito mode. Cause I don't want, ugh, I don't want like more of my data out there, but like, I'll still look at it. Of course, Instagram tries to force you to log in after a certain point, but that still is the place where we go almost like any other landing page for getting someone's vibe. And I'll just share, you know, since my break started or holiday or indefinite exit, I haven't felt the need to be on my phone as much. Of course, I was always pretty good at deleting the app when I was ready to delete it. I resonated with what both of you were saying about how it would kind of take over. And there was this slow creep for me where I'd say, well, I'm just going to download it, add this one thing and then get off. I'm finding that now when I have to do that for a client I'm working with, I'm handling all their social media. I am having fun when I'm on it. And it's a little bit distance because it's not my stuff. And I don't feel as pulled to check it later and get those dopamine hits. But I do find myself like, oh shit, the, the, I don't know if it's in terms of making the app addictive, they know that the scrolling of our thumb, like that kind of intimacy that you have with your device, I do still get sucked into that. And then I'm like, I don't know any of these people I'm scrolling through followers of somebody I am working for. What am I doing? I don't need to do this. And so that's been very interesting. But in the past, I used to delete it often for myself. And then you can always go to it in your browser if you're logged in. And all these fail safes I tried to put in just weren't working. And I still didn't like my relationship with it. And I also want to acknowledge, like, I'm a sober person. I'm somebody who struggles to moderate, period. If there is something that is giving me dopamine hits, 
you know, giving me the brain chemistry <laughs> that helps me feel good because I struggle with that both for genetic reasons and trauma reasons and history reasons. Like I, I just can't fuck with anything really that is going to jeopardize that because it messes everything up for me. And for me, it is true that life might fall apart <laughs> if I get too far into it. And I noticed with Instagram, of course, it wasn't doing anything like what drugs and alcohol did to my life, you know, going on four and a half years ago when I decided I'm going to call it, this is enough, but it was impacting it enough. And I'm like, you know what? I just don't think I'm a person who can moderate even this, at least not right now. And in a way I'm kind of having to, because of the work I'm doing for this client. But so overall though, similar to quitting weed, I was never like a huge drinker, but not drinking at all. I don't really miss it. I don't typically get like cravings for Instagram unless I'm like with drugs and alcohol. I, if I'm super stressed out, I'll be like, God, I wish I could just smoke a bowl right now. That would be really nice, but that's rare. But with Instagram, I am feeling that FOMO that you <laughs> mentioned, Brooke. I'm so glad you send me photos of your dog. And I'm also with the podcast considering, okay, do I have my virtual assistant, Kayla, shout out Kayla, who's amazing, do the posting for me because the people I want to see these things, that message needs to be on Instagram because they're not getting this message of it's not you, it's the system. It's not your fault if you're addicted to Instagram, it's by design, for example. And that's also where a lot of my guests hang out. I want to be able to amplify the people who are kind enough to spend time with me unpaid to have these conversations. I want them to be platformed in my little way as well. So I'm, that's, that's the one area I'm kind of struggling with. There's part of me that worries that's the addiction talking, but also it might be some wisdom too. So that that's where I am at the moment. And Brooke, I saw that you unmuted. Yeah. I wanted to say, I, I think it's important for me to say like in my kind of tiptoeing back into Instagram, I'm currently paying $500 a month between two people who help me to repurpose podcast episode content, to get my podcast out there, to create graphics for me, to I just hired someone to start editing my transcripts for my podcast, to write social media captions. I'm taking content that I'm putting on the podcast and I'm creating like carousels out of it now and posting it. So it's not like come and listen to my podcast because I learned that doesn't work that well. Like people are not leaving Instagram to come and listen to your other stuff. But if I can just use it like and so I, I think it's important for me to say I would not be able to tiptoe back into Instagram in an intentional way without the money that I am investing and the people who are supporting me. And that is not something that I could have done before. So I just for what it's worth, it's like, it's so easy to say like, well, just have another person do it. Well, just use a scheduler. Well, just do this. And like, no, it's not just for a lot of people. It, it takes something that not all of us have access to. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I want to jump in relating to this too and talk about the word that's coming up for me right now is hypervigilance. And this is both because of the experience I had of being quietly in the DMs accused of, of plagiarism, but also because of trauma, right? Like I think, and I, I hear like, yes, there's a dopamine hit when you like log in and you see people are liking your content. But I think that at this point in time, I can safely say I log in to see how something is doing, not because I'm looking for the dopamine hit, but because I'm 
I'm hypervigilant about, I'm hypervigilant about causing harm, which is valuable to be vigilant about hypervigilance doesn't serve anybody <laughs> in that conversation or process, right? But I'm hypervigilant too about somebody saying like, you did something wrong, or in this instance, you know, you're stealing my work. So yeah, and that's like, again, that's layered because it is rooted in previous personal experiences I've had in which I actually have not been safe on the internet and somebody has attacked me and my livelihood and my safety and my financial stability and my mental health and, you know, et cetera. And it's also like how, how many of us are, are leaning into hypervigilance when it comes to the app, because we're afraid of fill in the blank. And, and then when it comes to that lens, I don't know how much of a dopamine hit I'm really getting when people like my work, because I'm still waiting for something to go wrong. Like, and, and that's what I'm noticing. Even today, I put out a post and it's doing well. It's great. I'm glad I'm contributing it to an important conversation. It's important work. And I'm still waiting for somebody to say you fucked up. And that is like, that's part of what I think is happening on Instagram too, is this like distanced, like I can throw things at you because I don't know you. And this kind of like general like capital punishment thing that's playing out on the digital plane, right? Like you're wrong, you're wrong. Here's why, here's why transphobia playing out or just like power, right? And people saying like, you aren't the expert on your own lived experience. I am because I don't know you and because the internet affords me anonymity and I get to say whatever I want because it's free speech, et cetera. Like all of these dynamics, like how can our nervous systems possibly be grounded? on this app and back to the multiple truths, both. And I do feel soothed in the scroll. Like I know not everybody does. I know people are experiencing total dysregulation sometimes when they're scrolling. I feel personally soothed by it as long as it's on mute. Like I can't hear but the sounds, but if I'm just silently scrolling, it's soothing to my nervous system. And so back to like, Brooke bringing in like, what other tools do I have? Or maybe it was you, Lauren, like, what are my other tools other than smoking the bowl or scrolling on Instagram, right? To soothe myself when I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a lot. It, you know, Tristan too, I, I, there's one thing I think we need to name too, that you have more marginalized identities than I do. So when I'm speaking about my relationship with Instagram and I hear what you're saying about hypervigilance, for me, the hypervigilance is coming from a different place a lot of the time too. Like the harm I'm going to experience, is not going to be based on my gender orientation, most likely, or sorry, not gender orientation, my gender (laughs) and my identity or sexual orientation as well. So I just want to ground us in that too, because I'm sure that that informs some of the hypervigilance on a certain level, like you're going to have trolls differently than a lot of us. But also the the whole thing about waiting for someone to tell me I fucked up, that was a big reason I left because I had a few experiences in the fall of like falling apart when someone disagreed with me or felt I didn't say something the correct way. And I realized, oh shit, I've done all this work and I still care a lot about what people think of me beyond oh, I've caused harm and I need to repair it, but just, oh, they think I'm bad. They don't like me. (laughs) That's not, and that's just not a place I wanted to live in. And that's not to say in the future, I won't have a more solid sense of self, right? But just the season of life I'm in, that was coming up so much. And I realized how much energy it was sucking away from my own creativity. 
and I, I'm not saying that's your experience. That's just kind of what came up for me when you were talking about other people's projections onto you or call outs or whatever. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Brooke, yeah I, well, that? something yeah. that was coming up for me is like both of you were talking was one of the things that definitely I think pushed me away from social media or, or was making me realize, oh, this is not a good play. This is not doing what I want it to do for me anymore was this like thing that I'm, I'm really starting to, I think I was simmering over this honestly, like all of last year. And now I'm starting to talk about it more where like so much posting on social media is actually people seeing things that other people are doing and then getting, having like a reaction to it. And then like, just like subtweeting them and not actually engaging. And it's like, I, I, I was doing that too. Like big time. People would be like, you're so fiery. I love your like fiery personality. Like you have, and, and now I look back on it and I'm like, ooh, okay. Like, I'm glad that that served some people at the time, but also like, that's not who I want to be. I want to be the person who hears someone say something and goes, hey, I hear what you're saying. And I think I know what you're trying to say, but like, here's some nuance or some context in that that's missing. And like, how can we together have a better conversation about how we can like better serve people or make this helpful for more people? That's, that's easier for me to do. First of all, like just given my place, like just given like that I am honestly like talking about stuff that for, from my perspective, I'm talking about stuff that's going on in the business development world. I'm not talking about things that are like threatening my very existence. Right. But. But yeah, I, and so now that I'm back, I'm noticing that I'm coming back into it with this and i'm also recognizing like the privilege in this that i'm coming back into it with this mindset of like oh i am going to piss so many people off in a different way now that i start i think engaging a little bit differently because i know how i know i i just i just know because i would have been the person a year ago who would have flipped out on current me or like two years ago, maybe, you know, so I know that it's going to happen, but also I'm so confident now that like, oh no, I saw what it did to me and I know what's happening to other people. So I know we need to talk about it. And you might have a reaction to what I'm saying. And while I want to be aware of that and have empathy for you for that and understands that like, yeah, like I was once where you were, I'm also not gonna not say it. I'm not gonna like, hold it back just because it's going to upset you that I'm saying, hey, maybe you shouldn't just like, you know, flip out about like every single person that you see who's just trying to share their work online. Because there's a lot in the business world, there is a lot of people go, and I used to do this a lot. So I'm not saying like I, I'm right, but there's a lot of like, there's this other person in my industry who's doing this and here's why they suck. And sometimes it's important to point those things out. And sometimes it's like, maybe you need to reflect on why that's pissing you off so much. I can tell you from my perspective, I was really insecure. Mm. There was a time where I was super insecure. I can see that now in my own standing or if people were gonna think I was legit or whatever, or I would see someone do something and I would feel like, oh, I hope people aren't perceiving me that way. Let me show how I'm different. And that's not how I wanted to participate in the conversation. And it was really hard for me to not do that 
before I needed to distance myself from it. I needed to come back to it and get my out the algorithm to the point where all it shows me when I scroll is dogs. Like I just see dogs now. I no longer see women in like workout gear at the gym with like who are like super thin and have like six packs. I don't see workout routines. I don't see people telling me how to make a million dollars. I see dogs. I see pigs. I see like people wrestling with their trash can in the wind. And I am so happy with that because I can just be, I can be better too, but I'm also trying to speak to that more because I'm also noticing while people are seeing my content, they're also in a place where they just saw five other things that made them think, oh my God, are they talking about me? Mm. Am I the person who's doing something wrong? Oh, maybe I shouldn't share my thing then, right? And so for what that's worth, I don't know. I was also going to say this came to mind, Tristan, when you were saying you enjoy scrolling, that tells me both of you actually have very, you've cleaned up your feeds if you needed to, like you're, you've muted people, you've unfollowed you for whatever reason. Now the algorithm knows what to show you. That's actually going to make you happy and not make you feel like shit. (laughs) Yeah. And I went through in December of 2022 and unfollowed a lot and really like sat with like, why am I following this person? Do I have a relationship with them? Like, am I really engaging with their work or am I just following them out of obligation or like whatever it is, or am I following them because I want to keep a finger on the pulse of their life, which is just so weird and normal in our social media world, but like still creepy. And so I did unfollow a lot of people that really helped me to Brooke's point. Like I only see skateboard videos now and that makes me happy because I want to watch those all the time. I'm learning, like I'm learning good stuff. Kristen, and like, are you, oh, I'm sorry. I, I am. Know. I'm learning how to skateboard. Yeah. Oh, I love <laughs> see, that. Lauren doesn't know because she's not on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram. <laughs> I love that for you. Okay. I'm I will sorry send you a video. <laughs> please do. Please do. Okay. Continue. But yeah, I've been learning how to skateboard and like, wow, the skateboard corner of Instagram is cool. Like I want to be there. And a friend just recently sent me a bunch of um, barista, like milk latte art videos. And now I'm seeing a bunch of those. So like, if we can tell the algorithm what we want, it can work for us, but we also just have to continually, it's like freaking meditating. You have to like keep coming back to catching the brain as it like takes you on a freaking adventure into the you know jungle and bring yourself back to being like, what am I here for? Why am I following this person? What am I feeling obligated to do or not do? Like, what is my motivation? And when there's this constant like marketing narrative, like build the no like trust factor and like this pressure to show up in a certain way and like manipulate people and share things that are like vulnerable or personal. It's just, and Brooke and I have talked about this on, on her podcast, like marketing is weird stuff. And anyways, yeah. Yeah. And the cleaning up the feed thing too, like something that I've noticed for myself is when I start to see, like, this is my personal thing. When I start to see like fit girls in the gym on my Instagram, I know something's going on with me Mm. because I've started looking at things for longer periods of time and and sitting there and comparing myself and thinking about what I once looked like and am I doing enough and this and that, whatever. And it picks up on that. And it is like this feedback loop that then amplifies it and makes it so much worse. And truly, I do not think that it is a coincidence that my meds were adjusted around the same time Mm. that I was able to clean up my feed. Mm. because if not, I don't think that 
I think I'd still be seeing those old things. And so it's worth acknowledging too, like, this is why I get so frustrated. There are people who are great at growing social media accounts because they love social media and it just works really well for them. And they'll say things like, if you hate this app, then that's because you're spending more time scrolling and you need to set this boundary to like be more intentional about creating. And I'm like, agreed. And also that's really hard to do when there's other stuff going on for you, like yes. anxiety, not sleeping well, meds being off. Like, I don't know, just to name few that I've gone through, you know? So. Yeah. Amen. And, you know, I, I've been thinking a lot lately about how the way I interact with technology, it's like I'm casting spells in a way, like cleaning up my feed before, because I took a, a serious break in September, at least at the end of the year. And then new year, I'm like, I'm done at least for now. But I thought about cleaning up my feet as like, I'm casting a spell for what I want. I want certain things reflected back to me and my feet mm -hmm. became animals, housewives, and like my actual friends. And by the way, hot tip for anyone who, you know, is thinking about their own feet and what they want. If you look at it in your browser, at least for me on my iPhone and also on Google Chrome on my computer, it cleans up the ads. So I'm not seeing like suggested for you, or you might yeah. like, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you can't, you know, repost stories and do some of the more fun things with the stickers and stuff. But if you just want to scroll and see people's stuff without all of the shit that's pushed to you and tried being sold to you, um, mm -hmm. that's one way that I kind of got yeah. around that. Yeah. And you can go to the little three dots and say like, don't show me things like this. Yes. I did that all the time. Anything <sighs> weight loss, anything. I mean, listen, I love Botox. I haven't been able to afford it for a while, but a lot of my housewife stuff that I was interacting with and like Bravo fan accounts started showing me it, the algorithm started showing me ads for like fillers and all this shit. I'm like, I don't actually need to see this. <laughs> I'm not gonna let that part of my life be not on Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so funny. Um, I guess, so we have like 12 ish minutes left and I'm curious, well, we've already said we need a part two, which we will do, but I'm curious thinking about the next, what's a short period of time, let's say through the end of the winter, what are you thinking about when it comes to what you want to be sharing on Instagram, how you want to interact with it, if at all, are you just taking it day by day? What's that looking like for the two of you? I have a structured plan, but of so course you do. want me to start. <laughs> no, I want to hear that. My plan is this. I, like I said, I now have people who are helping me. And so I sort of need to stick to the plan now because other people are relying on me to actually do my part in it. So I'm kind of at a point in my own business where I'm like, okay, we need to go a little bit less by on the day by day because people will kill me. Like, not, you know, um, <laughs> not really. They'll be like, it's totally fine. But like, I know what it's like to work for somebody like that. So my plan is what I'm currently doing is I am using my newsletter and my Instagram stories to start starting to start conversations around things that I know I'm going to at one point want to start talk about on the podcast and I'm using it to gather like what do you think about this like how do you struggle like what questions do you have about that if I was going to record a podcast about that what would you want to know almost prompting people to be like hey I'll give you free like uh, you know I'll we can do a free Q&A and then like a couple weeks later I'm making a podcast out of like my initial thoughts and then answering those questions which has been super fun because I've gotten a lot of responses to them people are like actually engaging which is like fun and it's made podcasting like a lot easier 
And then what I'm doing with that is, I already said, like, I have somebody who helps me kind of produce the episode, but like, I'm also creating like a carousel post based on the same content. And I'm gonna try to do like, maybe a reel based on the same content only because what I'm noticing is, I'm constantly thinking, what's the next thing that I have to say and feeling like I need to create more content and not realizing, oh, you just touched on something two weeks ago and then you got all these responses and then you stopped talking about it. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more disciplined to like take my ideas and put them out on Instagram a little bit more intentionally and also keep talking about the things that I say I'm about to talk about. So. <laughs> That's, That's my plan. I was going to say, I'm definitely going to link to my fabulous VA's info and like Rise Collective, who I've contracted her through in the show notes. Brooke, do you want to shout out your production person? And well, I know Crunch is your transcript person, but yeah. So Julia Pink, who the best way to find, I think, is just to search Julia Pink on Instagram, but she spells her name with a G, not a J. So Julia Pink is the person who does a lot of my production work for me, meaning like editing guest episodes, like guest interviews and graphics and stuff. And then, yeah, Crunch Ranjani does. And I don't know if Crunch wants to be doing this for more people. So Mm -hmm. I want to be very clear that I'm not saying like, go and find Crunch to edit your transcripts because we were having a conversation toward the end of the year. And I was like, this is what I really need. Would you be interested in that? We kind of figured it out, but is doing transcripts and social media captions and episode descriptions for me because words, written words are not my strong suit. And they are definitely Crunch's strong suit. Crunch is a fantastic writer. Yeah. So we'll make sure to link to her work. Okay. Tristan, for the rest of the winter, what are you kind of envisioning for Instagram? My number one goal is to not open it first thing in the morning. Boom. (laughs) Because that has been my goal since I took a break at the end of 2022. What I found is in the last year, somehow my alarm goes off or I wake up without an alarm first thing without even thinking I reach for the phone and I check my email and then I open Instagram like I'm in bed my brain is still waking up and these are the things I'm reaching for and I said to myself I was going to stop and I haven't and I have hard hard and I have all kinds of excuses like I just want to lay in bed a little bit longer I want to wait till my brain wakes up so I'll just come on like This is not healthy. So that is my number one goal is to like finally break that habit. I've said it several times. We'll see if I actually do it. It's easier said than done, which sucks. And other than that, I feel like I'm doing really well in terms of like, there are just some weeks or days where I like, I just don't have it in me. Like I'm not going to post for whatever reason, like the world sucks and is on fire and there's a lot of pain and grief happening. So like, I'm not going to add my voice to it today or this Mm -hmm. week, or I'm tired and don't really feel like fill in the blank, like teaching about gender on social media or trying to grow my work. And as much as there's a voice in my head that says, if you don't, pop on Instagram and say something smart and take up space and share something, then your work is going to suffer. Cause like that is a real voice in my head. I want to challenge that voice because I really want to disentangle myself from my Instagram profile and my work from myself and my work from my Instagram profile. And so it looks like a lot of like not planning. And like saying, like, maybe I'll post this in the next week or so. That's my goal, especially if I've like made a commitment to somebody to share something. But there are times where it's just not going to happen. And I'm trying to be, I'm trying not to be the A student anymore, like in a lot of areas of my life. And Instagram is one of them. 
Yeah. Let's fail the Instagram class collectively. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Tristan, I know that you're intentionally thinking about like publishers and who you want to work with, but I will say, um, in book land, not that I've written a book, but a lot of my clients have the publishers put so much fucking pressure on writers to post every day, build their following to a certain number. And that is such it's so stupid because you have so little control <laughs> over what the algorithm is actually going to do for you. So if anyone out there has been given that advice in order to launch some big project, like don't, don't listen, push back as much as you possibly can, because it's not true. And I was also going to say, Tristan, Kyle and I have both been trying to be off of our phones more. And I bought just an analog, cute little mid-century modern clock to put in the living room. So I don't have to look at my phone for the time. We have a clock on the oven in the kitchen. So I don't have to worry about that. I'm still getting one for the office, but next on my list, which I'm also struggling with. So I don't get on my phone. First thing is to get a good old fashioned alarm clock. I hate it. I mean, I have one. I hate, I hate it hate too. It. I hate the way that it works. I hate, it's just clunky. Oh, and you, you need a good one. You need, you need like one. a, yeah. yeah, you need a cool one. I mean, the, really nice ones are expensive, but the ones that like light up slowly. Like sunrise this one ones. I have lights up slowly. You can change uh -huh. the sounds, you can change the volume, all the things, but it's like, there's something about it that overwhelms me when it comes to yeah. setting it up. It's so simple, but like this phone is way easier. They've fucking oh, they made it so easy. Like I know, I know. Cause they yeah. want to keep you on there. Yeah. Can I say one thing very quickly before yeah. we were like trying to wrap up? I just want to say, first of all, I don't, if anyone's listening to this and they're like, oh, Brooke sounds like she has a great plan. I'm going to try to do that. First of all, total trial and error. Second of all, <laughs> I might get a month into doing this and be like, nope, nope, didn't, didn't go the way that I thought that it would. I've done that plenty of times. But most importantly, I had to go through a very long period of time to unlearn the I'm going to be forgotten if I don't post before I could feel like I was actually being strategic with it. And I think that's so important. So like if if I just want to say this for anybody who's listening, because I know that like you'll hear someone, especially there's a thing that happens where it's like, I'm a trusted advisor to entrepreneurs. And then people start to think that I'm like, they should do what I do. And I just want to say like, if you're in that place of, I have to post on Instagram, my advice would be to not have a plan first mm -hmm. and reform the relationship with with Instagram as much as you can and then decide what you're going to do and from there it might be you never get back on or it might be that you start to use it in a more intentional way um so that's all yeah yes. none of us have answers here <laughs> no, you listen no. to this for a plan sorry but if something resonates and you're like ooh this thing Tristan said or this thing Brooke said kind of makes sense to me. Give it a shot. Give yourself maybe a month to try it. They say, you know, three weeks to a month is a good amount of time to see if something works for you. But especially if you're not running a business, like give yourself all the flexibility oh to just experiment. Um, I was also going to say two more hot tips is turn off your comments, turn off, hide, hide the number of likes. I have something in my profile when I was on that said like, I don't check DMs. So kindly fuck off love you but don't need this i don't need yet another fucking portal of a communications channel to check i'm on too many things so there's like lots of ways you can play with the settings because the app as problematic as it is in some ways and and as much as it tries to suck you in they are slowly implementing these different tools so you can kind of figure out what works for you and the last thing i want to shout out before we wrap is marley grace who um, listening to them on a, a couple of podcasts about their relationship with Instagram really helped me 
come to this current place I'm at. And also I know that they are back on it and using their VA to post after a long break. And so it, it's just inspiring to have that example of somebody who has a, a business I admire, who does great work in the world and talks about this in a very nuanced, I don't have all the answers type of way. So I will link their podcast. So I usually end with what's been fun for you lately, but I feel like Tristan, I'm pretty clear it's skateboarding for you. Yes. It's Would definitely that be accurate? skateboarding. Okay. Yes. Uh, Brooke, anything for you quickly that you want to shout out? I have been working on my costume because I am going to Mardi Gras in New Orleans. And I want to say that I have been replacing scrolling with making pom-poms for this jacket, (gasps) which takes a crazy amount of time. I'm sorry. A lot of time. And I have made 60 pom-poms in like 24 hours which goes to show how much time I was spending scrolling. Love it, love it. I'll say for myself, it's going to the dog park and watching my dog act like a puppy, even though she's almost six. Tristan, I know you had to jump right on the hours, so I'm just gonna say thank you everyone for listening. Shameless plug for all the fucking stickers. They're on sale for $6 each. Link in the the show notes, and I appreciate you both so much. Thank you. I love you both so much. Thank you so much. I miss you.